Gideon only had 300. They had 135,000, and if only 1% of their people survived, that's still 1,300 people. That's still 1,000 more than what Gideon had. So they probably were saying, this man got to be crazy. His 300 people ain't going to be those 1,300 people or how much ever it was. Welcome to the Leap of Faith podcast. Today I have a, you know, little, um, what do they call them again? <laughs> Sermonette, I guess, uh, that I would have done before our prayer meeting for church. And I thought it was just so timely and to provide you guys with it, to encourage you guys on your faith walk and to strengthen your faith and to launch into the deep and take that leap that God would have instructed you to do. I pray that it will be a blessing to you. And if you know anybody that it may help, just share it with them. So, yeah, let's get into it. But I just came to give you guys what God uh, gave me. And I'll be coming from Judges 8, and it'll only be a few verses. And we're going to seem like we're going to go all over the place, but I promise you we're going somewhere. So just a bit of a backstory. We all know the story of Gideon. Um, he was the least of his tribe, yet God called him to set the Israelites free from the Midianites. Um, he had a great number of people in his army, yet God told him to decrease it, not once, but twice. He was the one who was proving God, you know, and telling him, you know, give me three miracles. He proved God. Yeah, that Gideon. Now, you probably think I'm going to encourage you in that regard, but that's not where this is going. I may mash some cons and hurt some feelings, but I promise you, you will take a moment and self-reflect and then be encouraged. I can only be obedient to what God has told me to say. And before Sister Donnie even came and tell me, okay, you're gonna be speaking October 9th, I, I read this scripture and I was stuck on it, trying to figure out, like, make sense of it to myself. So, I didn't need to think hard about what I was going to talk about. Um, so my topic tonight is, where is your faith? Because sometimes we can think that everything is going all good and everything is unicorns and rainbows and then something comes and knocks us out and then where is our faith? Read in my Bible. God brought me to the scripture, Judges 8. What really stood out to me was when they reached Sakoth, Gideon asked the leaders of the town, please give my warriors some food. They are very tired. I am chasing Zeba and Zalmona, the kings of Midian. But the officials of Sakoth replied, catch Zeba and Zalmona first and then we will feed you. This is the NLT version. So Gideon said, after the Lord gives me victory over Zeba and Zamuna, I will return and tear your flesh with the thorns and briars from the wilderness. From there, Gideon went to Peniel and again asked for food, but he got the same answer. So he said to the people of Peniel, after I return in victory, I will turn now, tear down this tower. Now, 
I was like, Lord, why did not these people feed Gideon and his tribe? Like, they just was fighting. They beat, if y'all don't know, 135,000 people were in the Midianite army. You know, he had 300 men. And they were fighting. They didn't beat some of them up. They got the princes of, the, of Midian. But here they are going after the kings. And they came up upon these two people and asked for food. And they could not get it. And I was like, Lord, what, why, why these people ain't give Gideon no food? And you might think nothing of it. But when I tell you that these people were actually Israelites, these were his, their, his family. I mean, from a long line, but they were still his family. And they would not feed him. And I was thinking, like, why? Like, why won't you feed them? And I, I say, maybe they saw the kings and their men went through the city, so they know how much people there. Gideon only had 300. They had 135,000, and if only 1% of their people survived, that's still 1,300 people. That's still 1,000 more than what Gideon had. So they probably were saying, this one got to be crazy. Here's 300 people. He ain't going to beat those 1,300 people or how much ever it was. But the real problem was they had no faith. They probably thought that when Gideon lost, if they fed them, the people would come and kill them. They had no faith. And sometimes in life, we look around and we see all the odds stacking against us. We see our bills are due and the money's still acting funny. We see our children still acting any kind of way, even though we're praying. And we begin to get hopeless. A family member's sick and we're praying for a miracle. But in all, if we be honest with ourselves, if our fate was on a scale of one to a hundred, how much were we really trusting God to make that miracle? Like it's always something in the back of our mind saying, oh Lord, but what if they die? It's still like 2% in us saying, God just might not move in that situation. Now here's where it gets real fast. What's crazy is they knew where they were, but they still did it. And this is why those two verses and the people stuck out to me. When you think about the people of Sakoth and the people of Peniel, would you believe me if I told you Peniel means the face of God? These people were literally living in a place where they saw God's face. This is where Jacob wrestled with the man and saw God's face. And he named it that place. They were living in a place that they saw God. They saw God. They fought with God. They wrestled with God. And they say, hey, I'm not letting go until you give me a blessing. They were, they were in that place. Yet still, their faith was not strong enough to feed Gideon. You are in a place where you saw God move for you in previous times. And you just had a place right now that you can't even do what God instructed you to do. You keep thinking about what could happen. You keep thinking about all the reasons why you can't rather than just obeying God. How many people are the people of Peniel right now? Think about it. 
I mean, you literally hold on to God with your little piece of faith, the mustard seed, and say, I'm not letting go until you bless me. But you ain't moving, and he told you to move. But you ain't starting a business, and he told you to start it. But you ain't leaving a relationship, and he told you to leave it. When you ain't leaving a job, and he told you to leave it. You saw him move, but you can't trust him and walk out on faith and do as he instructed you to do. I don't know. Think about it. And then we think about the people of Sakoth. Now, when I thought about this, and I researched Peniel, and I see, oh, this mean face of God, this is so fancy. This is a good one, God. That revelation just, you know, had me up. And then when I researched Sakoth, it was like, it's where Jacob built his home. It's where he um, put up boots for his cattle. And I was like, Lord, what is this? This ain't even half as good as the face of God, you know? <clears throat> Excuse me. But then he revealed to me that these are some of the people that are comfortable in their state. Jacob was supposed to be going to Mount Seir. After he met up with Esau, after wrestling with God, after being blessed, after getting his name changed to Israel, he went and see Esau. And, you know, Esau forgave him. He bowed seven times. He basically was telling Esau he's a servant, but Esau forgave all of that. They cried. They hugged. All of the good stuff, they reconciled. But when Esau said, okay, let's go to Mount Seir, he found every excuse as to why he could not go to Mount Seir. He was like, well, I have young children, and, you know, you probably could be moving fast, and they can't make that. So he's like, okay, no problem. I'm going to leave some of my men to guide and protect you. And Jacob was like, oh, no, that's okay. You know, we can meet you there. Right? Find an excuse after excuse. And here it was. Esau gone, monks there. He didn't go. He went to Sakoth and he built his home and he built the boots for his cattle. He got comfortable in a place that God didn't tell him to go. And how many of you are getting comfortable in a place you are right now where God didn't even send you? He, he told you to pass through probably, but you're making your bed and you're getting comfortable. That's the people of Sakoth. How much? are you how many of you are the people in Sakat? and I even had to check myself I was talking to my stepmother the other day and I was complaining I was like man I'm tired I don't want to be doing this MBA I don't want to be doing a CPA you know and she's like yeah but look at you and you're doing it so well and I'm like yeah but that's not my purpose you know and I had to get a self-check because I know the grace that God has on my life. I know the favor that he has on my life, that everything that I touch is blessed. It succeeds. There's nothing that I could not do by the grace of God. Anything I put my mind to do. So cook, anything, any business, it worked because that was God, grace and favor on my life. But I had to realize that everything, even though it's successful, doesn't mean that God wanted me to be there. That doesn't mean that that's his will and his plan for me. And that's where some of us have to do a self-reflection and seeing where are we exceeding, but this isn't where God has us to be. This isn't his will for me. And two years ago, I made my life, my years theme to be faithfully obedient because we could have faith, but we cannot obey. Or we could obey, but we, we stop right as far as we can see. 
How many of you are going to be faithfully obedient to what God has told you to be? Yes, you're making the money right there. Yes, everything is fine right there. All your bills paid. But that's not where he calls you to be. You have to go further. You can't make yourself comfortable in Sakoth. You have to go further and do what God told you to be. No, ma no matter how uncomfortable it may be, no matter how scary it may be, no matter how things may look, God told you to go and do the business, go and do the business. You can't look and say, man, I don't have the money. Nobody's going to support me. And man, my family barely support me now. But that's not what he told you to do. Where is your faith? Where's your faith? Is it with the people of Sakoth? Is it with the people of Peniel? Where's your faith? Now, I wish that was the end of where God had me to go. But that's not it. Further down the line, we saw that Gideon did win. And 15 says, Gideon then returned to Sakoth and said to the leaders, Here are Zebah and Zalmunna. When we were here before, you taunted me, saying, Catch Ziba and Zalmunna first and then we will feed your exhausted army. Then Gideon took the elders of the town and taught them a lesson, punishing them with thorns and briars from the wilderness. He also tore down the tower of Peniel and killed all the, man, the men in the town. Obedience is better than sacrifice. This season of our lives are going to require us to be faithfully obedient. Like Apostle says, we have to trust God where we can't trace him. And all this time, we're wondering where God is and what he's going to do and what he's telling us to do when it's just you. He's waiting to move. And, and this is the worst part because I was like, God, you sure you want me to tell them this? Because I just reach. <laughs> I just reach. But he said this time it might not be a missed opportunity. This time it might cost you something. You've seen God face. You know he's God. You know he's the God that stands on his word. He's the God that watches over his word to perform. Move as God is instructing you to do. Be faithfully obedient. You can't get comfortable in Sakoth. And you can't not put your faith to work when you're in a place where you already saw God's face. Okay, so that was it. I really hope that it touched you guys. I hope that it blessed you. I hope that it was some type of clarity that you may have needed or push that you may have needed to, you know, move out of your comfort zone or to stand in that place of knowing that God will do it for you and that he always came through for you. So he won't stop right now. So if you know anybody that this can encourage, share it with them. You know, drop down in the comments and let me know what you're thinking, what your thoughts are on, you know, some of the revelation that God would have given me. And, you know, share with somebody. Be a blessing to somebody else. Have a great day. I love you guys. Remember, Jesus, um, God loves <laughs> Look at me messing up my own thing. Remember, God loves you, and so do I. Bye. <laughs>